You're listening to Charlottesville Connected, a podcast that gives you a chance to listen, learn, and be inspired by those making a difference in our community. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to an episode of the Charlottesville Connected podcast. I'm your host, Amy Cochran. Today, we're happy to welcome Jenny Carter to the show. Jenny is the Director of Youth Ministry at Peace Lutheran Church. Jenny, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We have you here today to talk about a program called Hungry Hearts No More that Mm -hmm. is out of Peace Lutheran Church. And I just was, you know, wanted to hear a little bit from you about how it got started, how long you guys have been around, some background about what you do at the church and kind of how this integrates with what you're doing there. Okay. As far as what I do with the church, I lead two different youth groups, the the high school and the middle school youth groups. And so, I mean, the short answer is this doesn't have anything to do with what I do at the church. Fair enough. <laughs> it was, uh, this started in about 2015. And honestly, there's, I have no real good explanation other than just a call on my heart to do it. I questioned it for a while because I thought, this has nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> Why am I, you know, and then, and then, you know, it just became clear that that wasn't the point. The point was I am in a current space in my life where I can give this way to people that are in current need and we'd see how it went. You know, my thinking is, especially when I think of kids, but with all people, that we forget that we're worthy as we are. And especially for kids, if they don't have that right sweatshirt or the right shoes, or they don't have the same kind of cool food at lunch, they integrate that into feeling not worthy. And that's that's not true. And if I could or we could help alleviate that for kids by, by giving them what should just be basic needs and mm-hmm. say, you are loved and you are worthy, by giving parents that I see working really hard and because of the faulty systems we have not being having to make choices between rent or food on the table if i am currently in my life and i know it, it could change on a dime but if i am currently in my life where i can help alleviate that and give people the message that they are loved and worthy then so be it so that is how it started in 2015 it started small. I worked, I first, there's a lot of these programs in Charlottesville and around Charlottesville. Sure. Mm-hmm. So my first goal was just to talk, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, right. <laughs> so I met with some people that had this going to see what they were doing, understanding that our populations might be different, but you know, the base yeah. route would be the same. And then I worked with Holly Mead. I thought, okay, I'm going to do it where we're planted. And we're planted right there on the corner of Holly Mead and 29. So I worked with Holly Mead Elementary as a starting point. They're teachers and counselors to, to kind of tag or, or identify those that might be in current need. Sure. Started just as a backpack program for the weekend for foods uh, for children that might be food insecure on the weekends because they weren't getting breakfast and lunch at school. So we did that for two years. That being said, most of the programs don't provide food over the long holidays and don't provide food in the summer, mm-hmm. which just didn't make sense in my mind. Right. Because that's, in my head, you would need it more. Right. <laughs> so the longest break that when, the kids are going without school and that right. free and reduced lunch program. Yeah, sure. 
Exactly. So when summer rolled around into, you know, that 2016 summer, I offered to do a more, you know, to continue it during the the summer, but it would look different than just weekends. It would be more meal items that the parents could put together. So there'd be leftovers and lunches, but the parents had to opt in for that because that means they would have to pick up at church, whereas prior it was being taken to the school. And then that, that changes the level of of kind of confidentiality because, sure. you know, I, and I know that's not comfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Most people opted in when the school came back, when school went back in session that next fall, I gave them the choice to do either or, and most continued to stay with the more kind of a week's worth of, wasn't yeah. a week's worth of meals, but more meal items. Sure. That also alleviated the kids from, you know, some of the kids, especially the older ones were not comfortable Right. Taking food home. Yes. And being seen. For those two years, people were happy to donate food, but I didn't have much other help, you know, as far as packing up the bags and inventory. Yeah, I'd imagine that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot more than just asking people to donate. You're bringing in items, trying to divvy them up so they make sense and Mm -hmm. get them to, yeah, that's a lot of work. Uh huh. I now have my second degree in in grocery stores. Um, <laughs> but, so I, you know, I I prayed about it, and which really was just me saying, "What the heck? I can't do this on my own." Maybe mm-hmm. I got the message wrong, and <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's done. And lo and behold, you know, God is good. And before I knew it, I got a phone call from someone I didn't know in the neighborhood that wanted to know how she could enter in. And then it became this beautiful thing with, I know, there was five, four or five different moms and their kids that helped fundraise. They came in weekly, helped me pack. So quickly, this program became more than just about food. It also became about relationships with the recipients, as well Mm -hmm. as relationships with people in the neighborhood I never would have met. Mm -hmm. Um, What a nice added bonus to an original program. Yeah. uh, You know, it's kind of the core, right? And I think about even just the recipients and how I've gotten to know them and all the amazing gifts they have. And I think that's what it's about for us to help each other out of our gifts. And let me tell you, I, you know, I I know where I can get a stonemason now if I need one or (laughs) tamales or house cleaning. And so... So that has, you are right, been a definite extra wonderful gift. A lot of the things, you said a few things that, you know, I, in all honesty, hadn't thought of before. For for years, we have given to the backpack program, not the food backpack programs, but the beginning of the year, you know, the school supplies, we do school supply drives and backpacks, gift cards for sneakers, because mm-hmm. I would think, you know, like you had mentioned, it's hard going to school not having what the other kids had. But I had never thought about sitting at a lunch table and opening up your lunch and it looking very different than everybody else's. So that was very, I, I, I commend you for, for thinking of that. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe other, other people are thinking, but I was like, wow, that's a, I mean, that's a social time where everybody sits down and you are really on display. So 
you know, I, I, I love that you thought about that and, you know, put into perspective to the, some people that just don't ever have to worry about food insecurity, don't think about weekends and, you know, they know that there's the lunch program at school and they aren't thinking about these breaks and they're not thinking about, you know, Holly Mead in general is not a location that screams, you know, that people need financial assistance, but wherever you are, there are those people. So I think that's great that you didn't let them, even though it's probably a smaller percentage than it is at other schools, you didn't allow them to be forgotten. So kudos to you. Thank you. I love that. Oh, yeah, it was not my doing, but I did. (laughs) It was my yes. So, but yeah. I was just going to ask about the whole process of I know I've been by a couple times and, you know, I was looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have, look at all this like pasta and peanut butter. And then Crystal was like, yeah, we don't have any tomato sauce or jelly though. And I'm like, oh, okay. We need tomato sauce and jelly. I mean, it's just little seemingly little things like that where, you know, I drop off like 10 boxes of spaghetti and it's like, why didn't I get tomato sauce? (laughs) (laughs) So just, I'm just curious. I'm sure there's those types of things that are happening every day. So like, what is that process? How do you figure out how many families are you feeding right now? And how do you figure out who gets what and Mm -hmm. communicate to everybody what you need? Right. Well, it kind of, with COVID, like many things, it changed a little bit. Our families increased for starters. We, we reached out and also connected with Sutherland. So right now we fee, we distribute to about 20 families. Mm-hmm. Most are Holly Mead and Sutherland, although some have been word of mouth via family. And so they, you know, okay. go to other schools in the area. So that is not a requirement. It's just, just um, how it happens, how it happens. Yeah. And so with COVID, what we did was, mm, I'll back up pre-COVID, the moms I were talking about, they are gifted in ways I am not of organization and communication <laughs> and Praise God for that, because this would not have gotten very far otherwise. You're the visionary. Exactly. (laughs) So thankfully, they share their gifts as far as they've created a Facebook page called um, Local Hungry Hearts No More. And then we also do it through our website. But on that, we we try to put kind of our top. 10 needs for that particular week so that if people do, you know, some people just like to shop and get what they get, which is great, but some people would prefer to know what specifically is needed. So that's one place that that can be found. And we started with COVID because of contact, we were trying to figure out how to allow people to still drop off food and be safe. So outside of the church doors, we set, you know, the really big Tupperware bins with tops so that food can be donated there. We have on Thursday particular drop-off times. That being said, it can be dropped off at any time during the week because it is checked daily. Okay, the bins. So you just put them in the bins. Mm -hmm. Then brought in. We, as far as who gets what, the families have shared with me their size because I realized, you know, if I'm packing for a family of three, that looks much different than a family of eight. And so size matters. Obviously, the larger size families get more. And then my next question is, you know, dietary restrictions. You know, I... 
I, you know, being in a family where we have food allergies, I think if we had to access food through a food bank and didn't have choice, we would be in trouble as far as our allergies. Mm-hmm. So, you Gosh, know, it's I, a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, so they've shared that and we, you know, we finally have our system down. So we know there are certain bags that don't get certain items and, and then the rest pretty much get the same. You know, I think the biggest challenge is because it all has to be shelf stable. There's only so much. I mean, there, you know, I feel like we're, I, I thought I was thinking the other day, I need to ask, do they have five things of peanut butter on their shelves or are they eating that? <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. And so we, we try to brainstorm, okay, what else is shelf stable, but not another can of tuna. And I'm not saying that they don't appreciate that, but I think for myself and my kids, you know, at some point they're like, uh, I'm not sure I can have more tuna today. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, my son said the funniest thing when, uh, when all the restaurants were closing because of COVID and somebody, there was a radio commercial that said, are you tired of eating the same things out of cans in your pantry? And he was like, we eat stuff out of boxes from our pantry. I don't think that's the point, buddy. But to your point, there's only so many things that could go in a pantry and be stable for right. a while. And usually that's coming out of a can or apparently a box. Uh-huh. In our house. Yeah. Well, you know, pasta's in a box and macaroni yeah. and cheese. So, yeah. <laughs> So, but I do know too, when we think outside the box, sometimes that is a a bigger burden on those donating, you know, even like when I think, when I think grilled cheese and tomato soup, well, the shelf stable cheese would be Velveeta and Velveeta is not, it's really not cheap in the grand scheme of things, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, between Velveeta or whatever box of pasta or can of vegetables. So So there is, you know, we also do accept and have had amazing donors that donate monetarily. Mm -hmm. And when we accumulate enough money, one of the things I do try to do kind of, and you had mentioned this with the school supplies and the shoes, but we try Mm -hmm. to get gift cards at grocery stores, Okay, which hopefully would allow and afford them, you know, more fresh vegetable and fruit options and or proteins. But, you know, with 20 families, even if you're just doing a $20 gift card, that adds up quick. Right. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. The fresh fruit is the most expensive, too. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you know that. But yeah, I know. I'm, oh, I mean, I'll go to the store and buy grapes and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why is that $10 worth of grapes? <laughs> right. I know. And we do, you know, there are some people and it is an option to donate fresh, but that would have to be on one of the Thursdays from four to five, because obviously you don't want that sitting in the bin. Right. But we do have access to a refrigerator and a freezer. Oh, okay. Um, Well, that's good to know. I was actually mm -hmm. just wondering that if that was something that you all needed, but you do have that. We do. And, you know, since the church building is not currently being used, the fridge is empty. (laughs) We fill it. (laughs) So, you know, on all these all these podcasts, when I talk to people, I always try to find the silver lining in what the situation that we're all finding ourselves in. So maybe that's your silver lining. You have there you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now you have a team of, I mean, you guys are, ladies are organized down there. You got your tables. I know you're already preparing for Thanksgiving. So on Thursdays, when you get your big drop off and that, is that when 
the volunteers there are, are to help sort or are they just there all the time? And I only know about Thursdays because that's when I've come by. The th- the currently, and like you said, we used to have a lot of people that helped with the food, but with COVID mm-hmm. and the space downstairs, we, we pared that down to three. And so the three of us are there every Thursday. Food pickup is on a Tuesday. Since COVID, we do every other week and we, okay. we do a much larger scale giving, mm-hmm. mainly so that we don't tax people having to come out every week since they're not in school and picking right. up kids, as well as just exposure. You know, the least exposure we can to just to keep everyone safe, but mm-hmm. the recipients and ourselves. And so on Thursdays, we receive food and we begin our packing process. So we pretty much have two Thursdays to get kind of our menu planned out, all the boxes and bags packed up and brought upstairs and ready for distribution on Tuesday. I did just, you know, I, I do work at the church, even though this isn't part of my job description, but the, the two women that helped me are complete volunteers, you know, with their Mm -hmm. own COVID lives going on of educating children and work. So we literally just put out a call kind of in community in, in church to see if we could get three more volunteers to train up and kind of alternate. So One, sometimes those, there's, those turn into long afternoons for you all. Right. And, and I see, you know, people are really looking for ways that they can enter in and help during this yeah. time. And there's, there's not a lot of ways where we're also able to keep each other safe. So if we can expand that and allow others to share their gifts in a safe way, that is our, our goal. So that's great. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. There are so many people right now in need, but there's also so many people who are wanting to find ways to help. And I'm hoping through doing some of these podcasts, people will realize there are a lot of ways that you can still help, even though we're not, you know, doing running five K's and, doing big fundraising events. There's lots of need and opportunity around Charlottesville. So I I really do appreciate everything that you're doing and that you thought of this so many years ago. And it just, you know, especially right now, just aligns. It's great. It was already in place. So I know you had to kind of pivot and expand, but the foundation was there. I remember getting an email at that first really, and I think it was in March, this from one of your volunteers went out to a bunch of moms in the Hollymead community. And I mean, they had, they had letters for us to print and put in all the mailboxes. We hit mail, you know, in every neighborhood, bins outside our front doors. And I mean, I was, it was just so awesome to see the bin I had put outside our door was literally overflowing and my son was going to come with me to drop it off. And I was like, there's not room for you in the car. You can't come, which was just wonderful. And I still have neighbors now that are, you know, that initial letter, it said, you know, we have urgent need right now, but as long as schools are closed, you know, this will continue. And they must've really read that letter because every week of, I have a few bags to bring to you all from neighbors who are just continuing to drop on our front porch. That's so amazing. It, it, just, it really is. I mean, it really, really is. There are just so many people like yourself with just huge hearts and just get filled up by giving. And, you know, thank you. 
Oh, and that was one of the, you know, you talked about the volunteers. That's one of the mm-hmm. ways that, that their gifts have just been able to shine during this time is, like you said, the letters, the organization. Yeah. And my understanding is, you know, the whole Hollymute community, as well as the Forest Lakes communities, mm-hmm. have almost like street captains, which yeah. I'm guessing is like what you are. Right. And that, wow, just to see not only them able to get that information out, but the response. And like you said, it's been continued, which Mm -hmm. is, has been wonderful and much needed. So yes, I know it was like a little, little arm. It was just, boop, here's your form, print it. Mm -hmm. it." And and I mean, it just all worked and it worked so quickly and fast. And I was like, wow, that's pretty great. It is. (laughs) And thank you for making it super easy for me. That's it get my darn printer to work, which seems like it's like half the time when we're at home. It's like, why is it not printing? But it printed and, you know, and everybody responded. So it was great. Well, thank you again for your, you know, for your time and for doing this. Is there anything else? I know you said you have a Facebook page where Uh most of your information is distributed through that. And that's local hungry hearts, no more local hungry hearts, no more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the best way to reach out or get information about drop off. Yes, that or peace Lutheran also has a Facebook page. So it's also on that. And then the Peace Lutheran has a website, plchurch.org. And on there, there's a button that says giving. And under there, there is a specific, you know, you would tag onto Hungry Hearts No More. But if if you, like me, shopping is not your thing and would prefer to donate monetarily, mm-hmm. that is a way to do that. Okay. Um, it's like, it's a drop down menu, right? Where you it pick is. where you want the mm-hmm. donation to go to. Okay. Yes. And then if you're on the other side of it and find that you... In, in this day and time or in need of receiving food, yeah. Yeah. The, probably the best way there would be to contact me. And that can be done via email. And my email is on the church website, but it is plcyouth at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and you're still, I know you said you're, you're providing food for 20 families right now, but you mm-hmm. are willing to take on more. You have the capacity to do that. There are more families in need. Yeah, you know, I trust that I trust that if this is what we're called to, well, you know, we will be able to meet the need that there is. So, yeah, um, I think so. I mean, seeing what, what the community has done so far, I think mm-hmm. that's true. Thanks for letting me share. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm watching your little your dog in the background and it's cracking me up because mine's kind of pacing back and forth too. This is so neat that we get to do things like this, mm-hmm. even though we're on computer screens and you're at your home and I'm at my office, but I get to see your face. And I know. Right there, but I've been enjoying watching your dog go back and forth. Uh, there, there's two of them. You've just seen one. Oh, yes. And, and in your instruction, you were like quiet space. And I was like, ooh, let <laughs> them outside. Are they going to be good for the duration? I admit my dog comes to the office a lot and halfway through my husband showed up and I saw my dog's puppy little white head trot on by my I have a big window in my office that looks out into the other area of the office and I'm like, uh oh, he's here. <laughs> I hope the UPS guy doesn't come. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and another bonus is just being able to get to meet you too, because oh, thank you. the odds are, you know, unless I was gonna buy a house. 
<laughs> you know, well, you know, what are paths of cross? Although they did kind of, although I still didn't get to meet you, but with your amazing program that you had of, of, I can't remember what you called it, but pretty much spreading happiness. I was going to say spreading yes. joy. Yes. yes. Which I utilized and absolutely love. Well, thank you. I was going to say that was great. I mean, we started doing that, um, serve it just as a free service and again our community was like what what can i give you money i'm like no 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 we're not taking money they're like well where can i donate it to then i was like oh that's a great idea let me get on that (laughs) and i was like you know we set up a few donation um nonprofits hungry hearts no more obviously being one of them and i mean I have to say, like donation after donation, I'm like, oh, another one for Hungry Hearts. All right, go Hungry Hearts. So that was that was really fun and glad that we could facilitate that. And so you could buy tomato sauce and jelly because apparently none of us think to do to pair that pasta and peanut butter with anything. <laughs> I just we got a big jelly delivery last week when I was dropping off. Oh, was that you? I was like, wow, jelly. It was like almost yeah, no, well, so the person in front of me dropped it off. Okay. I, dropped, I had just I had a regular just a regular bag of groceries, but I was like, oh, someone's checking the Facebook page. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was wonderful. So well, I'll let you get back to your day. I know you're busy, but thank you so much. And um, thank you for our listeners for joining us today on Charlottesville Connected. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Charlottesville Connected, sponsored by Avenue Realty. To listen to more episodes from those in our community, visit avenuerealtygroup.com. We hope to connect with you again real soon.